0: Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission.
1: To help you ditch the feast famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely
0: making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands.
1: Visit FreelanceToFounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now.
0: On today's episode, we have a coaching call with Mohsin, who's building a Facebook ads business from Morocco. Mohsin has had some great success getting jobs on Upwork, but he's ready to diversify his marketing and he's decided to go with cold outreach for starters. Clay and I give him enough great advice to fill three pages with notes about cold pitching to grow your business. Stay tuned and we'll get started right after this quick message. and restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this? Or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee from Millo.co and joining me on the air is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay.
1: Hey, man. How's it going?
0: Good, man. Uh, We just, you know, people hopefully know that we batch record these. We just got off a great conversation all about your business. Uh, you you pulling the trigger on a pretty big decision in your business. (laughs) So I feel like we should plug your business really quick, like a 10-second plug for Dripify. what are you doing over at Dripify and, and why should people be paying attention?
1: Yeah, so Dripify, the 10-second pitch is if you are a service provider, which I think most of the people here are, yeah, um, it, I I basically offer marketing courses specifically for service providers. There we go. So if you want to learn how to market your business as a service provider, that's where you go. And uh, Clay teaches all those
0: courses, If you've at least at the time of recording. So if you've liked some of the marketing stuff clay's talked about on this show you'll definitely get a ton out of his courses so head over to get com and you can check out some of the courses that clay has there Uh, also joining us on the air today is moassin calling from morocco hey moassin how are you
2: yeah i'm good i'm good brother so you said the name a uh, good uh, right one this one <laughs> this, this <guy. laughs> Did I get it right? It's a, it's yeah, a tough one yeah. for me, it's yeah. Good. It's good. It's the, good. <laughs> good. So I, hello, hello guys.
0: <laughs> I speak uh two and almost a half languages, but neither of them are Arabic. None of them are Arabic and so I, you know, I apologize it, if I can't you say You have it right. some
2: good potential, brother. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's
1: good. Good potential.
0: Good. Well, thanks for calling in today, Mohsin. Um, We're excited to have right. you. Let's chat a little bit about your business. Tell the listeners, uh, tell the listeners what you're working on, what your business is doing right now.
2: Yes, of course. So uh, currently, I'm uh, I'm a freelancer that uh, that does uh, mainly Facebook advertising and other uh, channels, so social media advertising in general. So right now, I have been doing. I've been using uh, Upwork. Uh, working with the client like over all over the world. I've been in this journey like uh, for two months ago. I was working at nine to five and uh, decided to take the leap and uh, doing this freelancing like uh, for full time.
0: Well, congratulations. That's a big deal. Yeah,
2: thanks. Yeah, yeah that's Thank awesome. You. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, and so how are things going so far? Um, tell us maybe about who your clients are and how you feel like things are going generally.
2: Yes. So, good. Uh, I've been having clients like, uh, consistently now from Upwork, uh, working with like, uh, businesses, e-commerce businesses, and also uh, working with agencies that need uh, some uh, people to help them their, with Facebook ads for their uh, clients. Hmm, so yeah. maybe I say yeah. I say eighty percent or seventy percent of my clients are now agencies, and twenty uh, percent are businesses that uh, uh, have e-commerce.
0: I love that. And which which clients do you prefer? Like, would you rather be working with agencies or directly with a client? Uh,
2: yes. So uh, for me, like I like like I like the the contract with the clients. So just to see. That I'm helping mm. and see they're like they are happy with the result. Like with agencies, you can't you don't have that much contact with. clients. Mm. you have only the contact with the agency. But uh, yeah, also the agencies I have good people that I work with, and they are really satisfied with my work. And that's what I like. So I like giving good uh, services to 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 my clients.
0: Yeah, I like that. So you, so all of your work is through Upwork right now. No outside clients.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you know, as listeners of the show know, everyone who comes on uh, for a coaching call, like Wasin has come on today, uh, fills out a small questionnaire. And by the way, if you want to come on for a coaching call, we are currently looking for some smart and driven freelancers who want to grow their business. Uh, you can visit freelance2founder.com. If you've been listening for a while, we just before we hit record, Wasin was telling us he's been listening for a while. Uh, on loop, (laughs) listening to the podcast, which we're flattered and and so excited to hear. If you're like him and have been listening in but have been too timid to come on the show yourself, we need you. Uh, This show doesn't work without freelancers who are trying to scale and who are willing to come on and talk about their business. So all that to say, visit freelance2founder freelance2founder.com and you can scroll to the bottom of the page. There's a small questionnaire to fill out and we'd love to have you on the air where we can chat more about your business Mohsin, when you filled out the questionnaire, you put that on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being freelancer, 10 being founder, you uh, would rate yourself closer to currently a 2 on the scale. So you're, you're really just a freelancer right now, um, but that you'd like to get to more of a 7, closer to the founder status. Walk us through what a 7 might look like in, in your book. Where would you like to be in 6 months or a year?
2: Yeah, so... Uh for me it's just like uh, create a good team like managing a good team and also being uh, because i like doing facebook ads it's something uh, it's something that i'm passionate about so i want to be like managing a team with the uh, media buyers and stuff and some contractors but also uh, still doing like uh, service delivery with the, with clients because it's something that i'm passionate about and i like doing so yeah that's for me, it's the idea. It's like mm. managing a big team and uh, also uh, see in the service delivery also.
1: Are you, can I ask a question? Are you wanting to be more, um, are you wanting to stay on the uh, ad side, like just strategically or uh, more or, like in the work, in the project work, or are you wanting more to like be in the sales yeah. side or more like wh- where do you want your role to be?
2: yeah so uh for me it's uh just to give like the start- the strategy and give like the vision about uh how about we are gonna do it or we're gonna do the ads for clients or what's what's the strategy that would be for this type of clients maybe helping uh the team also with the uh, the technical side of uh, ads if uh, they need to so uh, generally like i guess the it's both of the thing. So, the strategy and also maybe the, on the ad level,
1: too. Okay. That, that just gives it a little bit more clarity. And yes. I'm curious
0: uh, in this, in this uh, perfect world a year from now, like how many employees are you thinking, or, or teammates, or contractors, or whatever? What does your team really look like? How many are there? What kinds of things are they doing versus what you're doing on a daily basis? Or are you, are you kind of all doing the same thing? What does that look like?
2: Yes, for for me, uh, I would have like a team of five or ten uh, people, like contractors and uh, maybe some sales people. just because I'm not that good on sales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. So for me, uh, as as I said, uh, I like doing ads, I like the copywriting, I like, I, I like uh, doing the search easy. maybe the targeting for the ads and stuff. So maybe help them uh, with the with service delivery, but keeping, like I said uh, before, keeping the, the relationship with the clients, talking with the clients, uh, give them like, how much we're going to do that, uh, we're going to bring uh, results for them, and uh, all of that.
0: I like that. I like that way of thinking. So, what are, what would you say are some of your biggest hurdles that you're facing? How can Clay and I help you move from a two and up the scale, uh, start to scale your business?
2: Yes. So, as I said, like in the in the in the in the form. So uh, right now, uh, my uh, my first source of uh, clients or uh, leads is uh, through Upwork, which is something good, something that helped me a lot. With my business and i'm grateful for because I've, I've i've been trying like before doing upwork i tried like everything i tried cold calling i tried cold emailing mm, yeah with any results but after i switched to upwork it's just like i signed my first client within like two weeks or or so oh, so wow. it's a good thing but uh like you know in Upwork, there is not like uh good big ticket big ticket clients and uh, or uh, some big businesses or medium sized businesses that you can work on and uh, there is a lot of competition also uh, but uh, yeah so uh, the first thing is i tr- uh, i would love to have a second stream of leads like uh, I, I now i'm trying uh, cold calling uh, cold called uh, email and sorry Uh, I hired uh, uh, someone who do lead sourcing for me and do the lead personalization, but uh, it's not uh, working that uh, good. Now maybe uh, if you can help me with that, with some ideas for uh, cold emailing to have more success in it.
0: Yeah. I love that idea. Uh, Let's let's talk a little bit about cold outreach, cold emailing. I know Clay has some experience with that. but uh, I think we'll both probably lean toward the side of saying, like, it's a lot better if you can warm up a lead. Um, however, you know, thinking through cold emailing, you know, we've got a, a PDF course on cold emailing that I'll be sure to link in the show notes of this episode. So you can check that out if you're interested. Um, I'll send you a copy as well, Moisin. But uh, basically, like, cold, for me, cold emailing is all about overemphasizing trustworthiness, and value. Because the, the quickest way to get deleted is to like seem spammy or to not efficiently show your value to a potential client. They get hundreds of emails a day. They probably get pitches like the one you're sending. And so the, what you have to say is, like, how can I send an email that is short, effective, shows my value, and shows that they can trust me, that I'm not just some bot sending spammy emails out? Um, and and also you have to realize that cold cold selling is a numbers game. Like you're not going to send ten emails and get four clients. You're going to send a thousand emails and get four clients, right? So like it's totally a numbers game. But if you're willing to use you know a tool like Reply.io, which I'll link up in the show notes as well, um, then you can play the numbers game and you can you can personalize emails at scale. Um, and, and you can send out sort of warm, trustworthy emails but still at scale. So those would be maybe my first pieces of advice is just like you have to be trustworthy and you have to know that it's a numbers game. Clay, what do you have to add to that? We get people coming on the show all the time and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing and suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Yeah, I think you said it spot on. Um, it, I think it's, it's super difficult to get high ticket clients when you're straight Cold calling them, or you just met them for the first time, um, or you just had a first interaction. So I, I, I would say, yeah, it's straight up numbers, um, straight up volume. The more you can do, the the more the, the chances of you getting more businesses is is is, uh, is higher. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not expect a high ticket client from it. Um, and so I, I like what you're doing with Upwork. Uh, and, and I would use Upwork as kind of like just keeping yourself busy, and, and use that to like pay the bills at this point. Um, but simultaneously, what I would do is I would work on strategies that will help build your credibility and authority, because credibility and authority is what is going to bring in the high-ticket clients, in my opinion. And so, but that t- that takes time, right? So if you do those at the same time. Um, you're not going to get that many high-ticket clients right at the beginning. Um, it'll take some time. And so maybe 95-plus percent of your business is going to be through the low-ticket, high-volume mm-hmm. work yeah. just to pay the bills. And then over time, as you build credibility and authority, that ratio will will go the opposite direction.
0: I think the nice thing about the services that you offer, Mohsin, is... Um you, like, by nature, Facebook ads or any kind of ads are, a, are an ongoing expense, right? So as long as you're, like, helping your clients get to ROI positive, um, then they theoretically, as long as, you know, as long as they want to keep making money, <laughs> they theoretically will keep you on for a long time. And so I, I, don't, I, I hope this will be helpful. I actually, I want to tell you quickly, I hired someone to do uh, Facebook and Google ads earlier this year and actually they came from a cold pitch uh so i hardly ever hire anyone based off a cold pitch but this one came through and there was something interesting about it so i want to read to you
1: must have been a damn good pitch. it was a
0: good pitch and i want to read some elements that i think (laughs) uh helped convert me because like i said i almost never do this and the jury's still out on whether you know this is going to deliver how we need it to but i at least like working with the people um and and we're not you know we're not in the hole too far quite yet and I think we're going to get our money back out of it. So let me let me just kind of break down his email. It says, "Hey Preston, I recently came across Solid gigs. That's our subscription service. It's our kind of a SaaS service, but not really." Anyway, he says, "I think it's awesome. I can imagine how much time I would have saved if I knew about it early in my freelancing days." So he's immediately like kind of making a personal connection and showing that He's done more than just like plug in the name of my business. He's actually done a little research to figure out what, it, what, is, you know, what we do. Then he says, quick idea to run by you. So it's very non-threatening, right? It's just sort of like, hey, I was just thinking. And obviously, he's gone through and thought very carefully about this copy. But, it's, but it, it purposefully sounds very casual. He says, quick idea to run by you. I run a SaaS marketing agency that partners with companies like yours and delivers them growth and customers on a pure payment on results basis. Okay, so he, he automatically takes the risk out. He says, like, ah, you only have to pay me when I get results for you. He says, it's the definition of risk-free growth, and I was curious if you'd be open to exploring that. In short, I only profit when, when we make you money. Mm, that's good. Okay, So he says, can I send over yeah. more info if you're open to this idea? Thanks, and then he signs his name. It's like four lines, super short, and then ends with a question. May I send over more info if you're open to this idea? Def, uh, my response was definitely open to it. Let me know what you're thinking. It was so easy to just send a quick response. He didn't say, "Can I send you a proposal?" He didn't say, "Read this web page." He didn't say, like, he didn't give me all the details. I've literally gotten pitches before where I respond and say, uh, "TLDR," <laughs> like it was too long and I didn't read right. it. What's <laughs> What's the point of this pitch? And they have to get back to me. So, yeah. um, and then something that's like. Three or four sentences. Like, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. yeah. And then right. he sent me, um, after those three or four sentences, and I said, sure, send me what you've got in mind. Then he made me a personalized Loom video that I could watch in like a minute and a half, explaining all about what he's, he's going to do for me, how he's going to bring value to my business. Um, and literally, the next email I said, I think I'd like to give this a try. Like, it took him two emails to close the deal with me um, because it was so personalized and trustworthy and so risk-free. So that's maybe another element is like, as you're cold pitching, remove the risk, right? People don't know you. So, so you have to remove the risk in other ways. It's part. It's one way of being trustworthy. So unless, he, unless we make money together, I don't have to pay him, right? So that, that, that's a huge deal for me, especially when we're investing
2: in ads. yeah so like just to give them uh to give them like an offer they can't refuse, so yeah if you basically are removing, yeah, so that this is the thing that I was thinking about like this last two days two days, so how I can offer uh the the cold prospect something that they can't say no to, and maybe it's an idea is to just uh remove the risk from like you can have like are not are are paid after you give you a result something like that which is something good i think
1: yeah i think it's good um this is a i would tell you that this is a very common uh strategy that i've seen from from facebook ads people uh where it's it's just pay for performance and it's i'm sure it's really easy to get your foot in the door with this um, but the thing is, is that now you got to like, you got to deliver, you got to show it, yeah. you got to deliver, Yeah, you know, which I mean, you got to deliver anyway, if you want to keep him as a long term client. But I actually so, love that
0: because that just showed to me that he was confident in his abilities to actually make something happen. Like, if he's, you sure. know, if he's going to go through the trouble of pitching me and, hi- and and having me hire him, he must believe to some extent that he can get the results he's promising.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. That's a good point. So I I wanna I wanna go back to something that uh, Clay say, said said, uh, just for like uh, credibility uh, to build in uh, like uh, credibility and authority. So the are you you were prefer, uh, referring to uh, like something like a personal brand or something like that.
1: Uh. Yeah. Are you are you asking if it if it should be a personal brand? Yes, yes. Um, I, I guess like in a perfect world, you you do both. You have a an agency brand, and you have a personal brand, and the personal brand will help drive business to the agency brand. A very very classic, uh, popular example is Gary V. Um, so if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, he he drives his personal brand all yeah. over social media, but that's not the name of his agency. His agency is uh, what's it called, VaynerMedia. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're and I, I've seen him say this like ninety percent of VaynerMedia's clients do not even talk to Gary V. Yeah. They I'm they sure. talk to his employees. And so um,
0: same with like uh, like here's so, a more old school example like David Ogilvy. You know famous advertising mm, mm-hmm. agency right uh he was the n- he was like the name now his his agency also happened to be called Ogilvy, but a very similar model, and most yeah. people didn't work with Ogilvy. they worked with his employees
1: yeah yeah so I, I I think the personal brand is is good, like in a perfect world you you do both, and the personal brand will help drive business to the agency but it, you know it, it, yeah again, perfect world do both, but if you had to choose. One, um, I honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know if it really makes a huge difference to do either one. I, I see. I, I will tell you what I see. I see more people doing it under a personal brand. So I get ads all the time of these Facebook ads, "quote unquote" experts, and it's all almost always under their name. So. Like I don't know. I've never, I've never actually marketed a business like a Facebook ads business, but these guys are probably doing it under a personal brand for a reason. So that's just what I'm seeing. But I can't tell you whether or not that's the way. I
0: can tell you. I can tell you from a buyer's point of view. Again, I hired this guy right, and he's got a whole company behind him. Well, a whole company. He's got a few guys working with him. Um, But I can tell you, like getting an email from an agency saying like, hire us automatically. I just see like money going out the window because hiring an agency sounds expensive. Um, Whereas hiring a freelancer or hiring a couple experts sounds way more affordable. And so maybe that's what's working for people. I know was part of the question was like to develop um, uh,
2: confidence. And what, what were the words you used? Like uh, uh, credibility and authority. There
0: we go. Credibility and authority. I think that can be a lot easier to do as a person uh, than as a brand. I think it takes more time to make your brand an authority than to make yourself an authority. Um, I think just because people are naturally more skeptical of a brand than of a person. So I think it could pay off to, Mm -hmm. to try to tie the two together. That may be why you've seen more more luck on Upwork because you're a person that people are hiring. You're not a brand okay. that people... It, it's not an ambiguous thing in the sky, a brand, right? It's you, a person that's actually going to add value to their business.
2: Oh, yeah. So, like, it's, uh, it's better to do, like, to, to go to the prospect as a person uh, better than Going as a brand or uh, as an agency, I think uh, so. If like, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: I think in this yeah. scenario, yeah, because it, it's more—I uh, would say it's more—it's more human, right? It's more humanized, I guess you could say, um, more personal. So it's usually a lot easier to get sales whenever you're more personal. So um, it's this, it's the same thing with like when Preston mentioned the other guy did a loom, um. I bet you, just from what I know with Loom, uh, I bet you the guy showed his face, um, at some point. Yeah, totally did. And and yeah, he said, so and he like, said
0: hi, Preston. Like I knew it wasn't a pre-recorded thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet, I bet there would be a difference between uh, a screen record where you did not see his face versus the Loom where you did see his face. Yeah, totally. So it's it's more personal, like you're actually working with the real person. So. I think in this situation, yes. I know in, in past episodes we talk about how you should brand yourself as a as an agency, um, just in general. And I I still think that's true. I think eventually you'll wanna do that. Um, but in this particular situation, I think uh marketing yourself as a person, um, and even even when you build up your agency name, if you're gonna still do cold pitches, I still think it's yeah, it's I, still the right way to I go that's to use trigger. your own personal brand. The the cold mm-hmm. pitching thing, right?
0: Like we mm-hmm. talk about branding yourself a, as an agency. When people come to you as a referral, or you know, if you're doing like marketing in your local community or whatever, you can start to be. But even then, like you, like when you did in Little Rock, you still were like Clay from Rock City Digital or whatever it was. So, mm-hmm, for sure, like, like yeah, there in today's world, people just like a human element. There's so much that can be done without humans that people start to be skeptical if they don't see a face and a friendly voice and someone they can trust. There's just a lot of power behind that, especially especially when you're going the cold pitching route.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And while you were, uh, you were like, uh, talking about Lom, I just remember that uh, I, I, was, uh, I was like doing a cold email like uh, Prior to going and up work and uh, it's one or two uh, prospects I've sent them uh, like a long video even if there, there was not uh, my face in it. <laughs> but actually I had two replies yeah you know two replies after that long video saying yeah it, even they are not interested in that moment or uh, maybe mm-hmm. I can send more information and it's something like that uh, that worked. And yeah. you, you are right. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: I want to ask you a question, wasin if I can. So you yes. are a Facebook Ads expert. Um, have you ever considered using Facebook Ads to get your own clients and grow your own business?
2: Yes. Uh, so I, I I was thinking about it, but you know I, I was always uh, thinking that I need some like uh, like authority and. Uh, uh, some uh, what I say, some success, uh, more uh, more success to, to be able to to market myself and in Facebook. But uh, uh, yeah, it's something that I, no, can, I think that I can. I think
1: that's a I think that's a mind hurdle. Yeah, I think it's a mindset hurdle. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Why do you feel like you need more you success to market do yourself?
2: <laughs> I don't know because. Like I see the the people that do like uh, Facebook ads uh, in my niche, uh, they are all, already uh, established agencies. They have they have like some names in the in the market. So maybe it's seeing that type of people that makes me like uh, more skeptical about it. Now but I think, yeah, I think if, if you're if
0: you're as good at Facebook ads as you say you are, I feel like you should just do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Take take yes. that skill set yes. that you have. And apply it to your own business. And what better way to show your clients that that you can do it successfully than to get them through the very means they'll be hiring you for, right? So like, when I want to hire yeah. a copywriter, yeah. his copywriting to lure me in better be just on fire or I'm not going to hire him. I, I hate it when people are like, yeah. I'm a really great writer. Can I write for your blog? And like... And their messages like riddled with grammar and spelling mistakes. It's like, <laughs> no, I can't. There's no possible way I'm going to hire you because you can't even write like a coherent email.
1: You know. Let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's always. I don't care how good you get. I don't care how credible you get. How how much authority you get. There will always be somebody better than mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And or or somebody you think is better than you. Um so that imposter syndrome like that feeling will never go away yep. ever. Yep. So you might as well just get used to that <laughs> and and just go ahead and run Facebook ads and 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 in your pitches and whenever you talk to these prospects you might as well just go ahead and act like you are the best because that like it's just never going to go away. Like if you're going to wait until that feeling goes away Good luck, because like that's gonna—you're gonna wait until you die. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, just straight up. I'm just gonna tell you that yeah. right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Yeah, right. That's yeah, that's right.
1: I get that now. Like I'm sure <laughs> oh, every day. Now, are you too. kidding? <laughs> yeah, all the time. But that's if you just, uh, if you wait to just promote kinda...
0: your business until you feel like you're bigger or better, like, it's just never gonna happen. Um, yeah. Take take what's good about your business already. Take what you've done well. And share that, and like, yeah, you might not get. You know, Apple might not hire you right now, and that's fine, because mm-hmm. they're gonna hire someone bigger and better. But um, yeah, or or but
1: but ABC Body Shop down the road might right. hire you. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Money is money. Yep. And and uh, and here's the thing too. There's always gonna be somebody better than you, but you know who will always not be better than you? Are these prospects. Like that's such that a good point. is that that yeah. like in yeah. in their in their eyes, you are the expert, and so like that's when if you're gonna do some comparisons in your mind, that's who you need to do it with. you need to do comparisons in in like you versus the prospect and instead of you versus another Facebook ads expert because you versus another Facebook ads expert, that does not matter like. Comparing yourself yourself to other other uh, other people who do the same thing you do, like that is just toxic. That is just toxic thinking. And so the your prospects don't know squat about Facebook ads. So just put that in your mind, tattoo it, and just go with that. Because the other the other way is just a that's a never ending road.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, brother, the, the tattoos are prohibited in, uh, in, in my country, so I can't do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know,
2: yeah, proverbially, a good uh, <laughs> proverbially <laughs> tattooed in <your laughs> Yeah, it's just good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a good point. Maybe it's, definitely I'm gonna, I'm gonna test it, but you know, uh, uh, today it's not, uh, comparing myself, uh, like, set wise, because I know that I'm someone that uh, do like good services. Because uh, all my past, uh, all my clients uh, generally are still with me until now, and I uh, deliver good uh, results f- for them. As like uh, agencies, they keep like sending me their their clients month after month, and, and they are like uh, they are happy with me. And I have that confidence that I like I have some. Uh, some level of uh, of skills. So uh, just like you said, it's just the, the, the thing that I keep saying like to myself that if I'm gonna get to that point, then I'm gonna do like the Facebook ads, which is uh, maybe it's not a good thing. And it will be, uh, it will still like with me as like uh, I keep growing. So that's a good point.
0: Yeah, and you've already invested so much time and effort in learning ads. Like, like, yeah, you can go invest time in learning cold outreach and i probably recommend that you do because I don't think all your clients should come from one source. But like, why not take that expertise that you already have and leverage it to your benefit? There's, there's in my mind, there's no reason you shouldn't start at least experimenting with it. Now, you might find as a Facebook ads expert that your clients don't, don't hang out on Facebook or, uh, you know, Facebook ads don't work for them or whatever. But like, if you don't, try. That feels like a huge missed opportunity to me.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. Definitely, I'm going to give it a shot.
0: Well, great. Uh, I think this has been a good conversation so far, Mohsin. We've maybe got 10 or 15 minutes left. Uh, if you have more, or you know, we could wrap it right now. What, what sounds good to you? Where should we take the conversation?
2: Yes. Yeah, so like, uh, I have like two pages of notes, uh, brother. So, <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah, I love it. Definitely has been a good conversation but i have one last question because all my questions i think that i prepared have been like answered uh, just randomly in this conversation which is good but i have one one question so how i can different differentiate myself like because you know facebook ads market and the agencies and presented to uh, facebook ads in the market there are many that, that that does that but how i can like be different from from uh, from the market and differentiate myself and my uh, business uh, from what uh, what exists in the market.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question.
0: Um, so I think there are lots of different ways you can differentiate. Like obviously, you can differentiate. Differentiate, pardon me, on price, which a lot of people choose to do. I don't know that that's necessarily the best option. Uh, I think you can stand out by, you know, like I loved this zero risk thing that the guy who reached out to me did. Um, I hadn't seen that a ton, and maybe that's really common in Facebook ad world, but I hadn't seen it. You know, a lot of people pitch me, and they want me to even like a free trial. It doesn't feel the same as no risk. Like I only pay him when he gets me results. So I felt like that was differentiating. I feel like the personalized Loom video was a bit of a differentiator. He took the time to actually care and make a thing for me. And it took him all of you know a minute and a half or something to do. So I feel like being personal uh, can be a huge standout. I get so many emails every day that I could just tell they're copy-pasted from some template someone found online. In fact, I got I got this one email for a few months from hundreds of different people it was literally the exact same email with different you know things copied and pasted in what they were trying to pitch me. I eventually said to a few of them, "Where did you get this?" Because like everyone is using it. Um, so I think just like really custom stuff uh, can really help you stand out because people are just getting tons of pitches all the time. I don't know, Clay, do you have something to add to, to those thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I would say like in, in the sense of doing cold pitches. Um, just kind of reiterating what we've said before. Um, be very personal. Um, I would say, say, uh, uh, be short, concise, and uh, be casual. Um, so when I say casual, I mean like if you're going to do, for example, a cold email, write your emails like you would to a friend, mm. like a, a close a close friend. And so what I mean by that is think about your subject line. Don't capitalize every word in your subject line. Um uh in your in your in the actual body of the email, don't use like super proper uh uh I don't know what you what you say, like super proper English or whatever formal, language that you're like sending. Formal into. Language, yeah, for, yeah, formal, yeah. Like don't don't use like formal uh if you're gonna write a paper kind of email. Um like make the make the, the conversation very casual. Um, just like you're talking to a friend, and be short, concise, and just get to the point. And I really like the loom, the loom video idea uh, of showing your face, um, and that way it's it's even that personal level is uh, is up even more. Um, on the pricing, um, I I do agree with with Preston. Um, I, I would say uh maybe that's not the top way to do it, but I will tell you one one thing, just a note here. There is, and I don't know what it is in the Facebook world, okay, the Facebook ads world, but in every industry, every service, there's a point in in your pricing where you go from middle class to upper class, and I don't know where it is with Facebook ads, um, but there, I'm just going to throw some arbitrary numbers out there. But if someone were to offer me, hey, uh, I'll I'll do Facebook ads for you for ten dollars a lead. Um, Versus someone who me, messages me and says, "I'll do it for a hundred and fifty dollars a lead." In my mind, I'm thinking, "Sure, the ten dollars a lead sounds great from a numbers perspective, but I'm thinking, man, I bet those quality those the quality of those leads are really, really bad." Uh-huh. And so there, there's some there's there's a tipping point in pricing, and and you you have to play with this, but There's a point where it's like, okay, now you're going from middle class to upper class. And the difference between those two people are middle class is they're going to be spending 100% of their marketing budget with you. And it's not going to be that much. So it could be $500 a month. But like that's not that much money in the ads world. Um, But that could be 100% of their marketing budget versus upper class. They may be spending... Five thousand dollars a month with you, and that's a drop in the bucket for them. Like that's nothing yeah. to them. So, figure out where that pricing is. Um, you know, I I think being I think the worst place you can be is middle of the road. You're not cheap, but you're also not upper class. So I think that's the worst place. I think you need to be either one or the other, in, in extreme, one extreme or the other. You're either really, really, really inexpensive, and you and you do business off of volume, or you're really expensive, and you do business off of fewer, fewer, better people. So that's just my two cents on the pricing.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good point you, you made here.
1: Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna be if you're gonna if you're going to charge high ticket, you better be damn good at what you do. And exactly. For sure, and deliver. Yeah, um, and also one one last thing, and this is just like a little tidbit. Um, just because I this world, it just boggles my mind how much business I get because of of like uh, a client of mine leaves another professional. It's because of communication, straight up. And you're gonna like people who are listening to this are gonna think, really? That's that's the number one reason, like. When people come to me, my clients come to me, they say they have reached out to their web professional or their ads professional, and it's been like a week, and they haven't returned their email or whatever. And then they get fed up with it, and then they leave. Specifically, solely because of that. And so, for me, I implement a 24-hour, 24 business hour turnaround on all communication. So no matter how someone communicates with me whether it's text email phone call uh Instagram DM Facebook message doesn't matter i always return it usually within 24 business hours and and that not only gets me business but it it helps me retain my business so that will differentiate you from from others as well
0: i think a good learning from that i love that clay is you know, the communication thing for sure is a winner. You could also like poll your clients. Like, what, you know, have you ever worked with an ads person before? Uh, if the answer is yes, you know, what did you like about it? What did you not like about the experience? That'll pull out as you work with clients. That'll start to, you'll start to notice themes, you know, like they'll say, well, he just never got back to me, or uh, she could never get us the kind of, the number of leads we wanted. And then you start to pull that stuff out and use that in your marketing copywriting and say, like, you know we have a guaranteed 24 hour communication turnaround uh during the week or or you know whatever whatever it is you start to pitch that as a value add and that can be one way to stand out most definitely
1: mhm yes
2: yes exactly so that's that's a good idea true true and i found it like so much in upwork so when i'm doing like some uh, proposals and upwork going through their review i see a lot of uh, of reviews when the client said that uh, the communication was bad or the mm. freelancer didn't answer my messages or like uh, something like that so it's mainly uh, as you said play it's uh, uh, most of the thing is the communication uh, problem uh-huh
0: mm-hmm. yeah spot on
1: Almost all problems in this world is a communication problem. That's <laughs> So true. <Yeah>. Expect, expect, <laughs> expectations <are> true. <laughs> and communication. Yeah. Totally. Almost yeah. all problems in this world. Like, <laughs> we would have world peace if we would just communicate properly. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Very, very possible. That's, that's maybe an exaggerated statement, but. <laughs> but we'd be a lot closer. <laughs> we would be a lot closer, that's for sure. All right, Mohsin, Well, we have enjoyed uh, this call with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to to chat about your yeah, business too, today, man. Morgan. We really appreciate
2: it. I appreciate, uh, guys, the opportunity, and uh, it was really, really, very helpful for me. Like, I got like now three, three pages of notes, and I'm definitely gonna use uh, some of the gems you gave me, like quite <laughs> away after we finish the. That's amazing! Off. I love it. Thank you, I love thank it. you, guys, for the opportunity, and uh, yeah.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. It's been a, it's been our pleasure. Take care.
2: Take care, guys.
0: Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Milo. Visit M-I-L-L-O dot C-O to level up your freelancing. And
1: Dripify, visit dripify.com to become a bad A in business.
0: Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at ThePodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced
1: by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to founder in your favorite podcast player.
0: While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.